Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. This morning, I want to speak on a subject that every single one of us deals with. Every single one of us has, has had to come up against this thing. And in fact, you may be coming up against it right now in your life. And if not, this week you might come up against it. And how we respond to this thing, how we react to it, really will begin to determine how we live our lives and what type of life that God, you know, the the type of life that we're going to live and whether or not we live the life God has for us. I want to talk to you this morning about facing down fear because all of us deal with fear. All of us will deal with fear through the rest of our lives. In fact, we've been dealing with fear since we've been kids, right? Is this when we were kids? Our fears were a lot more, um, a lot more irrational, uh, you know, afraid of the, the monster under the bed or, um, you know, maybe afraid of clowns. Although there's some adults who are afraid of clowns. <laughs> clowns are terrifying. Um, I remember as a kid, though, as a kid, I think I was maybe seven or eight. And I had a, I had a nightmare one, t- one time where uh, how many any Star Wars fans in here? Any Star Wars fans? All right. I was, I was surprised there's not more. There was like maybe like a tenth of you raised your hand. So, but um, there's these, these, these aliens in Star Wars called Jawas. They're the little guys with the brown cloaks and the glowing yellow eyes. Um, if you haven't seen it, go look it up on Google later. But um, I, had a, I had a dream or a nightmare one time when I was like seven, six or seven, where one of those was hunting me. Like this thing was coming after me. I remember waking up as a kid and being like, oh my goodness. Like, and the thing is, is I, I didn't know they weren't real. I'm a kid. Like I'm thinking, I'm going into my room at night you know, cautious and everything, thinking, is one of these things going to be in my room? Is this the night that it gets me, you know? It's not real, though. It was irrational, right? I remember sleeping with my parents a couple times because it terrified me so much that this Star Wars creature was going to get me. But we laugh at that. But in reality, we may grow out of the types of fears that we have. You know, I'm not checking my, my bedroom for Jawas anymore, you know? Um, but we don't, we don't grow out of fear. Fear always is trying to come and get us. Just what we fear changes. As adults, what we fear is different. In fact, I looked up a study. I wanted to see what what are Americans most afraid of? What are we as a nation most afraid of? And so there was a study in 2018, and some of the top things that Americans are afraid of, one was government corruption. I I laughed at that a little bit, but then I was like, you know what? That's true. I, I don't know. But government corruption was a major source of fear. Pollution was another top fear of Americans. Not having enough money for the future was a common fear. And maybe there's some here today that you've been struggling with that fear. Am I going to have enough for tomorrow? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? People were afraid of loved ones becoming seriously ill or loved ones passing away. Global warming is a major fear. The climate is changing, guys. Um, High medical bills. And then also on the list was public speaking, which I laughed when I saw that because it's like the whole list is apocalyptic. I'm afraid of the end of the world and giving a presentation. (laughs) Global warming and having to speak to my class. I'm terrified of both. But what I, what, you know, what, why I find this interesting is because all of us are, if we aren't careful, can fall into fear of something. Maybe there wasn't something on this list that you are afraid of, but maybe you're afraid of failure. 
Maybe you're afraid of what tomorrow's going to bring. Maybe you're afraid of rejection. Whatever it is, fear is trying to come into every single one of our lives. And what the enemy wants to do is he wants to use fear to stop you. But the truth of Jesus is that that's not the life we are meant to live. That's not the life that Christ died for us to have, to be living in fear, to be living in anxiety every single day. And that's the thing too. You may not know it as fear, but you might know it as worry. You might know it as anxiety. It's all the same. And it's all trying to come and keep you from living the life that God has for you. And so what I want to talk about today is facing down fear, is overcoming fear. Because you don't have to live a life that's mastered by fear. You can live a life where you overcome it, where you push through it, where you begin to live the life that God has for you rather than cowering to fear and, not, and living a life that you were never meant to live. But before we begin to look at how we overcome fear, I think it's important to understand why we fear. You know, any enemy you're going to come up against, you've got to understand your enemy. You're going to know what it is you're fighting. And so I want to break down why is it that we are afraid? Why do we end up living life in fear? And I think the first, the biggest reason is that we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. In fact, we don't know what today is going to bring. We don't know what the next hour is going to bring. And if we're not careful, the fact that we don't know what the future holds can become a source of fear in our lives. You know, recently my wife and I bought a new house. And uh, the process to buying it and then moving in um, was pretty stressful. Was, you know, if anyone's bought a house, you know, it's not an easy thing. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but as soon as we moved in, this fear came on me. Because I began to think, well, what if, what if the plumbing goes? What if the, what if the, what if the heater goes? What if the roof caves in? Things that are just irrational. Just what in the world? But this began to come in. Why? Because I didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. I don't know what might happen tomorrow. And maybe you're in a place where you're wondering, what in the world is going to happen? What's going to happen at my job? What's going to happen with our nation? What's going to happen with my loved one who's ill right now? And because we don't know what tomorrow is necessarily going to bring, fear begins to come in. Secondly, why do we fear? Because we don't trust. We don't trust. See, fear of the future is rooted in a lack of trust. It's rooted in a lack of trusting others. I don't trust this person. I don't trust my coworker. But more so, it's rooted in a lack of trust in God. You know, when that fear was trying to come over me about the house, what was I doing? I was saying, God, I know you're big, but I don't think you can handle the heater, God. I don't think you can hold up the roof, God. So I got to be over here and I got to figure this thing out while you go do your God stuff. But let's be honest, when we allow fear to come in, it's because we don't trust God. It's because the enemy begins to come and say, God's not good. God can't handle this. God doesn't care about that situation. And so a lack of trust begins to come in. And then finally, why do we fear? We want to be in control. Let's be honest. We want to be in control of our lives. And the truth is, is that probably a big majority of our life is out of our control. What other people do, what the weather is going to do, what's going to happen, it's out of your control. And so you can either say, you know what, I'm going to be in fear and I'm going to try and control things and, and anything that's out of my control, I'm just going to worry about and stress out about. 
Or you can say, you know what? I got to trust God in this. And this is what the enemy begins to use. He begins to use these things to bring fear into your life. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what fear does to you. Again, we want to understand our enemy. What does fear do do to us? And, And I want to actually look at what happens to us physically. Because I believe what happens to us physically when we come under fear is a good picture of what's actually happening to us spiritually and emotionally. And so I want to use this example. Imagine you are sitting at home and you hear the door just bang shut. You've all been there, right? You're watching a movie. You hear some crazy noise in your house and, and, and you just jump up. What happens in your body in that moment is called the fight or flight. And essentially, your body is getting ready to either fight the threat or to run away from it. What, what type are you? Are you the one that runs away? That's me. That's the one I am. Like, what? I'm, I'm running. I'm going out the door. You know, no. But there's actually a, a physical reaction that's taking place in your body in that moment when there's fear. It's called fight or flight. And essentially what's going on in your body is there's two different things happening at the same time. I'm sorry, I'm going to get a little sciencey on you. You're like, I came to church. I didn't come to science class. Listen, uh, bear with me. It's, it's, it, I'm going to make a point out of this. There's two things happening in your body, and they call it the, the low road and the high road. The low road is the immediate response. It happens right away. And it, what it is, is you just begin to think the worst. That bang at the door, it's a murderer. They're coming in to get me. I got to get ready. And, and what happens is your body begins to send out all of these hormones into you, all these different hormones that are literally changing the way your body functions. Things like epinephrine and, and, and cortisone. And, and, and what begins to happen is your body begins to react to this. So your blood pressure increases. Your heart begins to race. Your, your pupils dilate wide open. You're like, you're, you're ready to go. And what's interesting is that you, you, your muscles begin to tense up, but also your body shuts down necessary, uh, what, 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 what your body considers unnecessary functions, such as your digestive system and your immune system, actually gets shut down when you're afraid. Because your body's saying, I got to put everything into escaping this threat or fighting this threat. That's why worry and anxiety is not good for you health-wise. Because it disrupts the way your body, the way your body's supposed to function. You're not supposed to be in that stress, that fight or flight mode all the time. So that's the low road. Then there's the high road, which takes a lot longer. And the high road is where your mind begins to say, have I heard this noise before? Do I know what this is? And you begin to realize, oh, wait a second, the screen door is loose, the wind got it, made a loud noise, it's not a murderer, it's just the door that I've been meaning to fix for six months and didn't do it. That takes a lot longer for your body to do than than the low road. So why am I saying this? Because that's what happens to your body physically. You go into fight or flight mode. Essentially, you're going into survival mode. I need to do whatever it takes to get out of this thing alive. And that's what happens to you spiritually and emotionally when you allow fear to come in and take control of your life. You literally begin to go into survival mode in your life where you're either going to fight or you're going to flee. And a lot of us live life that way. We're always fighting with people. We're always fighting with situations or we're just running away. 
hoping that if I ignore the situation, I won't have to deal with it. The problem is that when you live like that, you are not thriving like God wants you to, you're surviving. And when you live in that survival mode, guess what happens? Fear comes and makes you look inward rather than outward. Fear comes and begins to make you think, I gotta do whatever I need to do to make sure I'm good. So it's no longer about how can I help others? How can I love others? You begin to look inward and say, it's all about me. See, fear wants to get you to be selfish. Fear wants you to become consumed with the possible threats around you so that you become ineffective in life. That's what you know, fear and worry about finances is going to do. Why does the enemy want you to worry about your finances? Because he wants you to hoard your money. He wants you to hold it to yourself and say, I need all of this because there might be something that happens tomorrow. Fear wants you to look at the person in need and say, listen, pal, I got to keep my stuff. I'm sorry you don't have yours, but you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I got to be ready for it. That's what fear begins to do. Fear doesn't want you to be generous. Fear doesn't want you to serve. Fear doesn't want you to love. Fear wants you to be consumed with me, myself, and I. Fear makes you selfish. Fear makes you selfish. It makes you more concerned about how you're going to get out of this situation than with what God wants you to do in that situation. What he wants to teach you, how he wants to grow you, others he wants to, to use you to bless. Not only that, fear causes us to make others our enemy. See, when you go into fight or flight mode, you're ready to swing at the first person you see. You hear that noise, it's like, I, my wife better not walk in here because I'm, I'm, I'm going. You know, your sibling, you punch your brother out because I don't know if you're a robber. See, that's what it does though. Fear wants to turn others into your enemy. You start worrying, am I gonna get laid off? Now all of your coworkers are your enemy. What are they going to say? What are they, are they going, why are they meeting with the boss right now? Are they telling them bad things about me? Are they saying I'm the one that should be laid off? You become paranoid. And now instead of loving people, instead of blessing people, you start cursing people. You don't trust people. They're the enemy. You know, you're looking out the blinds at everyone walking by. Are they coming for me? Are you the one that's going to break in? Because I'm ready. You don't trust people. They're, they become your enemy. Everyone becomes a possible threat. But in the end, fear ultimately wants to devour you. So Peter said, beware your enemy, the, the devil. He goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The enemy wants to use fear to devour you. Fear wants to devour your love for Christ your love for others. Fear wants to devour your joy. Fear wants to devour your peace. Fear wants to devour your faith and your hope. It wants to devour your purpose. See, if you, want to be, if you allow yourself to be mastered by fear, you can't live in purpose. Fear begins to devour it. The enemy wants you to be so caught up in fear that it consumes your life. And that's what fear is trying to do. Fear is trying to do way more than just keep you up at night. Fear is trying to take away your destiny, trying to take away your future, trying to take away 
what God wants to do in your life. But the good news is that Christ has defeated fear. And that through him, through Jesus, through Jesus, we can face down fear. We can overcome it. You know, the Bible says many times, do not be afraid. You know, I actually looked up, I Googled, how many times does the Bible say do not be afraid? And uh, I'm just going to break it to you. It doesn't say it 365 times. I'm sorry. There's a meme that goes around like, the Bible says do not fear 365 times, one for each day. It doesn't say that. Um, In fact, depending on what translation you read, the most is maybe a little over 100 times. But I don't say that to discourage you because, listen, if God says it once, it's enough. If God says it once, it's enough. And Jesus said, do not be afraid. So if he is saying, do not be afraid, he's saying it because he knows it's possible for you and I to overcome it. It's possible for you and I to live a life that is free from fear. And so I want to talk now about how do we overcome fear? How do we overcome fear? When fear tries to creep in, when worry and anxiety tries to creep in, how do we overcome that? Number one, we need to know that fear is not from God. Fear is not from God. You know, when I moved into our house, our new house, and that fear began to come in, there was a point where I, I mean, I wasn't sleeping at night. That's how bad this was getting. And I'm sure many of you have been in this place, or, or maybe are even in this place, where there is something you're afraid of, you're worried about, that is keeping you up at night. And I, there came to a point where I realized, you know what, this is not natural. And if it's not natural, it must be supernatural. This is an attack. This is the enemy. This is a spirit trying to come and rob me of the joy, rob me of of what this should be, rob me of what God wants to do. See, you have to understand when fear begins to come into your life, you have to identify and say, you are not of God. In fact, the Bible says, I was not created with a spirit of fear. And so if I wasn't created with a spirit of fear, God's not trying to bring fear onto me. So you have to recognize that that's the enemy trying to come and defeat you. See, every day, when fear tries to creep in, when worry comes in, you say, no. This isn't what God has for me. This isn't the plan that God has for me. This isn't the spirit that God has created with me with. So I rebuke it, and I overcome it in Jesus' name. Secondly, you have to understand that the devil is powerless to harm you. If you are in Christ, the devil is powerless to harm you, and he's a liar. He's a liar. You know, Colossians 2.15 says about Jesus, having disarmed the powers and authorities. Listen to that. Having disarmed. The devil has been disarmed. Having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. That fear that's trying to come into your life, what the enemy's trying to do, Jesus beat it on the cross. And so the Bible may say the devil's coming around like a roaring lion. Let me tell you, that's all he is. He's a roaring lion. And that's what fear does. Fear tries to come into your life and make a lot of noise. But it's just noise. The devil wants to come in and begin to tell you lies, but it's just noise. Why? Because Christ already disarmed him. Sometimes I, I look at, I think of the devil like a toothless lion. Christ Christ disarmed him. So he can make a lot of noise. But what happens? We listen to the noise. 
The devil comes and roars and says, your house is going to fall apart. Your car is going to break down. You might lose your job. Your kids are going to get sick. And we say, oh, oh my goodness, devil, oh, wow. I got to stress out about this now. I got to worry about this. I got to stay up at night thinking about this when in reality, it's just noise. And it's not what Christ has for you. In fact, there was a, there was a study done where they, they wanted to see how much of what we worry about actually happens. And this study found that 85% of what we worry about never actually happens. Not only that, the 15% that did happen, they found that 79% of those people realized that they were able to handle it and they learned through it. And so when you do the math, 97% of what we worry about is nothing more than a fearful mind following fearful exaggerations. 85% of what we worry about is not actually going to happen. Yet we lose sleep over it. We sit up at night thinking about it and letting it run through our minds. When we should be saying, you know what? This is just noise. My God has me. My God's going to protect me. And if something does happen, he will see me through it. I will be able to handle it. I will be able to overcome it. See, you got to reject the noise that the enemy is trying to bring in. you got to reject the lies. And this is what Peter told us. He said, resist the devil. When the devil comes around roaring like a lion, we have to resist him, the Bible says. See, when those thoughts, those fears, those worries begin to come into your mind, you identify them and you resist them. You know, I'm still walking around my house. No, you know, here's the thing. You buy a new house. When you first buy it, it's like, man, this is the greatest house of the world. And then you walk around, and you're like, oh, look at this thing. This wall's a different color than that wall. There's three different colors on the ceiling. I'm not kidding. That, that's, a, that's a true statement. Um, so I'm walking around my house, and I'm noticing all these little things. And every time I see something, I get that little voice. It's over. You made a bad decision. You're never going to, and, and I've, been noticing, I've been rejecting it, saying, you know what? No, no. God's hand was on this every step of the way. And if his hand was on it, he's not going to leave me now. And so when that voice comes in, you have to resist it. Say, no, that's not, that's not the voice of God. That's not the Holy Spirit. And so how do we do that? How do we resist it? And that's where it says in 1 Timothy, you were not created the spirit of fear, but you were created with a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a, and a sound mind. How are you going to resist the devil when he tries to bring fear? One, the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the same power that rose Christ from the dead dwells in you. And so when that begins to come, I resist, not by my own power. I'm not saying, devil, look how strong I am. I'm saying, devil, look how big my God is. I'm going to resist you. I'm not going to listen to that. The greatest way that you can resist the devil by the power of the Holy Spirit is through prayer. When fear begins to come, you got to pray. You know, for me, when I was realizing, man, this is an attack from the enemy, I began to pray. 
But not only that, I began to ask others to pray for me. There was a night where my parents were, we were in our living room and they were praying over me, rebuking that thing. I was praying with friends here at the church saying, I need you to pray for me because this thing is trying to take me out. Let me tell you, we prayed and it broke off. When fear tries to come, begin to pray. And I would even invite you today, if you're struggling with fear, anxiety, worry, at the end of the service, we're going to open the altar and there's going to be prayer leaders here. I want to invite you to come and pray with someone because we're going to pray that that fear is broken off of you. We're going to pray that that anxiety, that worry is broken in the name of Jesus. Amen? That's not the life that God has for you. So by the power of the Holy Spirit, we resist that. What else does it say? You were created the spirit of power and of love. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. And so we resist the devil through the love of Christ. When fear begins to come on you, you've got to remind yourself, God loves me. Jesus loves you. In fact, so much so that he died for you. And if he loved you that much, he's not going to abandon you when the car breaks down. He's not going to abandon you when the company starts doing layoffs. Oh, they're laying people off, man. I'm going to go over here. I can't. No. God is there and he loves you. Say, I'm not going to let fear and worry and anxiety come and rob me of what Christ has for me. I'm going to rest assured in the love that God has for me. He loves you. He's not going to let you go. He's not going to leave you in that situation. And so when the devil begins to come and begins to bring that fear, say, listen, devil, Jesus loves me. He's going to protect me. He's going to provide for me. So I resist that fear. I'm not going down that path. I'm not going down there with you. So we resist with a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Christ gives us a sound mind. What does that mean? It's a mind at peace. It's a mind that's not split, trying to do life, but also worrying about what tomorrow's going to bring, and worrying about next year, and worrying about what's happening. No. My mind is whole. My mind is sound. See, where fear is going to come in the most is in your thoughts. The enemy wants to come and begin to whisper to you and and begin to get you to think about things. And what happens is you begin to go into this cycle, a cycle of worrying, a cycle of fear, where you're always running things over and over in your mind. You know, I remember the first few nights when we were in this house, my mind was racing with every little noise, every little thing thinking, is it, oh, what's going to happen? That's not what God has for you. He's given you a sound mind. He's given you a mind that can be at peace, a mind that can be at rest in Him. And so if you're having those thoughts, you've got to say, no, no, this is not who Christ has made me to be. This is not the spirit that God has given me. And we begin to reject that. We begin to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Say, God, I want you to help me to think the way you want me to. To think in faith to trust you, not to be a constantly running scenarios that will never happen, most likely, through my mind. And I think one of the greatest ways that we can foster that, to to develop a sound mind, is to read the Word of God. You know, I love the sermon that Pastor Jordan preached last week about the beauty in the Bible, the power in the Word of God. 
You know, I want to encourage you, if you're, you're wrestling with, with thoughts of fear and anxiety in your mind, begin to open up the Bible. Read a psalm. Let the Word of God begin to come. You know, instead of listening to the lies that are trying to come and cause fear, I want to listen to the truth of God. I want to listen to what God has to say. I want my mind to dwell on, on His truth. Because this is what God has called you to be. I want you to know you're an overcomer. The Bible says you are more than a conqueror. And so fear may be coming around, puffing up its chest, saying, you can't beat me, but you can. Why? Because it's already been beaten on the cross by Jesus. It's already been disarmed. And so today, if you're, if you're wrestling with fear, if you're wrestling with anxiety, you're struggling with worry. I believe God can deliver you from that today. But not just for this moment, but for the rest of your life. You're not called or created to live a life of fear. You're called to live a life of boldness, a life of faith, a life of power, a productive life that's thriving. You're called to live a life that's a blessing to others, that's going to help others. Fear is going to try and steal that, but we overcome it by Christ. Amen? So I want to pray for you this morning, because I really believe God wants to deliver you this morning. I really believe God wants to set you free this morning. You don't have to live like that anymore. You don't have to live under that constant barrage of fearful thoughts of worry, of stress. Some of you are maybe even feeling the physical uh, side effects of being stressed out. That's not what God has for you. And so we're going to pray and believe today that God's going to set you free. And he's going to make you an overcomer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Awakening Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. If you want to learn more about our church, visit us online at awakening.global. We'll see you soon.